<laughs> We're dorks. Yeah. Welcome to What's the Point? <laughs> but I'm bum. Starting off, off too. Weird. Starting off weird. Definitely a weird start for us. I'm Amanda. I'm Tessa. Thank and you for remembering to introduce <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Well, after we forgot the one time, it, I like extra remember. I no, feel I like now. Um, there was one time I introduced myself twice. So. Oh yeah, we've been all over the map on this. We're not very good. It's yeah. okay. We're getting better. Kind um, of. Anyway, welcome to us the point we are so excited to have our guest today but first as always we are gonna wind down (laughs) that was like southern thank you wind down okay um you you asked me to go first so i will um we have both been reading save the cat off and on (laughs) on and off (laughs) regularly um i committed and like finished it this week so so Mm. i how was um, it it was great so a if anyone is listening and wants to read it save the cat is by blake snyder Mm -hmm. it's all about screenwriting um and there's several different versions to be like the one book you should read on screenwriting yes um so if you read nothing else (laughs) although there's a bunch more yeah so it was it was really helpful on like I feel like I did this with stand-up comedy, too, where, like, I liked to just get, like, a sort of set of rules to play in, Mm -hmm. and then you get to take those and just just be like, okay, make sure I'm doing these three things when I write a scene, yeah, and it should go, like, fairly okay. Like, (laughs) I'm a firm believer of pretty much with... With anything, but especially with any art form, like, you need to understand the rules before you break them. Exactly. A hundred percent, which is totally, like, what this book is. You should break them. Um, And it's just, it's things like, okay, like, map out your scenes, and then also in these scenes, like, write down, like, on your little card when you, like, map it out on your wall or board or whatever, like, what the conflict is in the scene and, like, what the Mm. emotion is, right? And if you do those two things and you are true to that in the scene, then it's it's like way harder to like mess it up than if if you're just like oh these two people are talking and they need to get to this place like that's that's not as structured but if you say these two people are talking this person wants this and this person doesn't want to give it to them Mm -hmm. um and the person that's asking for this thing feels desperate right that changes the whole way you write it right sure so yeah um oh I need to get back yeah, to reading this book. I know <laughs> it was so good um another I'm just gonna do one other thing that I loved was um they were talking about like doing exposition within a scene and like whenever you do that it's easy to lose the audience if you have to if it's like a bank heist and they're like explaining the heist like yeah. no one cares yeah um <laughs> but like just you have to add some other element to make the scene interesting so he was talking about like we wrote this one film and I think it was a heist or something, but the whole time the guys listening had to pee really bad. So like the whole, <laughs> so that makes it funny yeah. while you're also listening to like the pertinent information to move the story right. forward. So I thought that was great. That was great. <laughs> yeah. So I learned a lot. 
That's so much. Every time I read that, it like motivates me to like work on stuff. And I, I just sort of have always, I like, what was the part? It was either the part on log lines or the, it's the part right after it where they like are defining genres. And it's just so long and so in depth that I like never really, I like kept yeah, stopping there. That was hard to get through. I think it's good information. Um, it just took a while to get through. Yeah. And I feel like I, I mean, it's all important, but like, the beginning stuff you sort of care less about where it's like you need a log line and yeah. a poster and yeah. like the to sell your movie duh yeah. but like um <laughs> but also like um it's not as interesting and then like an idea popped in my head and i was uh-huh. like oh and i was like i don't want to spend time writing a log line i want to yeah. get like these so the characters idea. down yeah, yeah. you know so i don't know i totally but hear that and i think that i have to go back and figure out a log line <laughs> Same. And I've been working on a log line for I can't even tell you how long. I think it'll just keep changing. <laughs> oh, totally. But at some point, I'm like, what I need is to understand story structure more. The right. log line is, I mean, it's hard, yeah. it's hard, but it's not. I'm, like, I'm also, also sort of like, out. okay, well, if it's like my first writing attempt, like, yeah. who cares? I just exactly. need to write something so that I need can write the next out, thing. Get it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the, um, so Brandon actually introduced me to this, but the. Um, Brandon, our guest. Yes. <laughs> in case you guys are wondering, our guest does sit through this whole part. <laughs> like, yeah. We like force them to listen to us. <laughs> um, but so he's going, interesting, interesting. What did I tell you? Uh, but no, um, it is, I'm going to have you help me with her last name. Pilar. Alessandra. I don't know. Is that right? I think Alessandra. Alessandra? Yeah. Okay. What is her... It's like the screenwriter in 10 minutes or something like that. Uh, the coffee break screenwriter. The, the coffee break screenwriter. Ooh. Um, but I found her podcast. So if you haven't looked it up, so good. I sent you an episode oh, yeah, from it the other day. you sent me that. I haven't listened to it yet. No, totally I'm excited to. I was going to ask you what it was about. But <laughs> <laughs> well, because no, I listened to I like know. six more episodes after that one. So I like don't remember which one I sent you. <laughs> um, but I love her podcast. Uh, if you are interested in writing at all, I think it's a wonderful one to listen to. Nice. Um, and she interviews a bunch of people who are currently writing um, for TV and for screenwriting. And I think that that is so interesting. I listened to an episode the other day while I was cooking, which I never do. So what I mean by that was making a quesadilla and uh, <laughs> <laughs> heating up corn tortillas and cheese. Um, but uh, it was about creating uh, worlds and like especially in like fantasy type things where you're yes. still, um, I guess you know grounding it like in a way that yeah. is is believable, but it's also fantasy, right? Like it's completely out of this like yeah whatever. That's so how do you get people to buy into that and um, follow you along this journey, right? So I I loved yeah. loved that one. Um, so yeah. I highly recommend. I've actually, on that point, I have to bring this up. So, so my cousin wrote a book and I just, I finished that today actually. Um, and is it good? Um, what's yeah. the book? <laughs> it's called Nothing Lost. It's by Gemma Lauren Krebs. It's on Amazon if anyone wants to K-R-E-B-S. buy K-R-E-B-S. That's right. Um, and, um, just speaking of like creating a fantasy world, she, she did that so well. And, like, they're all on these islands, so everyone eats, like, different kinds of fish. But she made up all the the fish and the berries and, like, everything they're eating, the tea they drink. It's all, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, this spiel fruit tea. That's not a thing that exists, but it puts you, like, in that world. And mm-hmm. it's it's not, like, she's, like, and the tea is, like, this. She's, just like, and they drink this tea. Like, and it just, like adds to that fantasy Mm -hmm. world that doesn't exist but it's just like those details she could have made it like regular tea but that wouldn't be interesting or like help you see that world um yeah 
Oh, I think that's so okay. So it's just like small things it, like that. that it does. Yeah. And I think it reminds me of, um, I learned this in improv, actually. Everything goes back to improv, take an improv class if you haven't. <laughs> but when they say when you go to crazy town, you take the local, not the express train, right? Yeah. So like you, basically, if ever you're like trying, I would say this applies to like fantasy worlds too, is like you yes. can get to that crazy thing, but like don't start with that because people are automatically like, no, oh, totally. I, don't even identify with this and we'll butt out. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So you start with like a little bit at a time and kind of ease people into it. Right. And I think that that's a, you know, great way. So, yeah. So what did you want to talk about? (sighs) I have nothing. No, I mostly, um, this is not relevant (laughs) to anything at all, except I'm kind of obsessed with it. I just got an Apple watch (laughs) and I know, I know I've been like, I was like for a very long time, I like kind of made fun of people with them and I was like, they're the worst. Who even wants that? And, like, I hate people that, like, count and track their steps because I'm, like, you guys are obnoxious. Definitely. Like, also, this is New York. Everybody walks a shit ton. Like, there's – I'm yeah, not competing you with steps. anyone. It's like, and if you didn't, I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way to not hit your steps, right? And so um, – but basically, I don't know. I, like, my office place does this, like, kind of step competition or whatever. And I walk a lot. But, like, my phone just does not register how much. And what I was realizing was I tend to, like, have my phone in the same room with me. But I, like, set it down while I'm, like, doing things. And I was, like, I'm just – just not right. even kind of capturing like a third of the activity that I do yeah. like in a day. There was one day also my phone said I had like 49 steps, which I was like, that's not even possible. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I, I, 49 it, steps. It's just not even possible. Like I was like, I don't, it's not reading correctly or something. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I was like, I've been like wanting to get one for a while. And I, I feel like um, my favorite thing about it right now is like being able to change the song. Like, easily on my wrist without having to get my phone out of my bag like I think that that is my favorite feature what a luxury I know and I'm just like I don't even know if I can ever (laughs) go back I'm kind of obsessed with it I'm like on team Apple Watch so I'm not also we're not sponsored (laughs) if Apple wants to sponsor us great cool also everyone listens to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, so yeah Do it. You can easily do it through your Apple Watch. And (laughs) my favorite thing about it is you can do the skip forward through commercials and the backup. Mm. I use the backup a lot because I I don't know if you're like me, but I um, definitely – everybody has a smidge of ADD, right? Like, so – where you kind of get distracted. Like, I'll be, like, listening to something, and I just get distracted, and I'm thinking about right, something else, right, and right. then they'll say something interesting, and I'm like, oh, I missed the whole lead-up to that. So then I have to, like, back up so I get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. You know. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with it. That's so exciting. If you haven't got on that train, get with it. Um, there's lots of sales on them at Best Buy is what how I found it. Yeah. The most interesting thing you told me about it is that you can wear it in the shower, and it's a it's setting waterproof. where you just – say this is gonna get wet and then it like spits the water out which is crazy yeah, well it spits the water out when it's when you tell it to when you're done when you like get out and you're like okay i'm done you have to like turn the dial and it like gets the water out that's insane. and you have to just keep turning it until it says like okay we're why don't we're you just dry. take it off when you shower well it tracks your heart rate <laughs> and your activity <laughs> so you lose all those things <laughs> Also, I don't know. If and you're you like need me, that while you're in the shower. I don't want to lose my heart rate for 30 minutes or whatever <laughs> it is that day. It's not going to stop in the shower. First off, you don't know my life. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, if you are like me, you listen to like music and or podcasts while you're showering. And I can change the song without <laughs> oh having to get out of the shower God. and getting wet. It's a real – this thing comes in so much handy, you won't even know. Oh, my God. And I legitimately like – when I do, when I work and I do like catering or whatever, I like never have my phone on me. And so, like, being able to look at the time is like 
crazy. Like, I've not had a watch since probably middle school. <laughs> like That is fair. I'll, it's so I'll crazy. give you that point. The other thing I was telling you today, too, though, is, like, there are, there are some really sleek settings which have, like, clocks on them. And they don't, but they don't have the numbers. And so I like don't or know the what. Dashes, nor which the dashes. Nor the dashes. crazy. I cannot tell time on an analog clock. Not without the dashes, at least. Like, that's, <laughs> that's too far, Apple. Absolutely not. Like, you Ugh. know no one's used a watch in, you, however, since middle school or whatever. Like, yeah. it needs to be telling mm-hmm. us. So, all right. That's my wind down. Get an Apple Great. watch. It's better than it sounds. I I didn't want to do it for a very long time, and now I'm on this. I'm on this okay. train. All right, do it. Sounds great. Do Good it for you. It. I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> it was a big purchase. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back with our guest, Brandon Richards. We all have that one annoying ex who just can't let go of the fact that your relationship ended because they cheated on you. Text after text after text of, I miss you, and if you really think about it, this is all your fault, and you don't understand how hard this is for me, while you're just out here trying to live your fucking life. Introducing the Annoying Ex Text Service. Simply sign up and tell us your ex's phone number, and we'll take over correspondence from there. When they text you, we'll respond with the weirdest shit possible. When they hit you with a, what are you thinking, we'll respond with a, just thinking about you taking a shit, snail emoji. And when they come back with, what the fuck? I just need to talk to you. Are you home? And what's with the snail emoji? We'll answer with, I'm out roller skating, text, pack up your rucksack and leave me the Doritos, snail emoji. This is where your ex tends to lose their shit and say something like, what fucking Doritos? You know you're texting Mike, right? Who is Tex? And you've never roller skated in your life. And what's with the snail emoji? And that's when we send 57 text messages, all containing just one singular snail emoji. About halfway through, they typically block your number. If your ex is a special kind of crazy, they'll still be begging to get you back. Usually with a sentiment of, this isn't funny, I know you're just lashing out because you realize this is all your fault too. At this point, we'll pull out the big guns, starting with a long text message that goes something like this. Listen, Ranger, we've got a long road ahead and we're going to need every man we can get, so I'm going to need you to save your strength. The realm is counting on you. Eat some Doritos and calm your tits and grab an ice pack from your freezer to put down your pants. You didn't get the nickname Frozen Scrotum by just sitting there in your room temperature underwear re-watching Scrubs. Keep in mind that you could never score someone as hot as Sarah Chalk and don't forget to soak the bag. Ding dong, is that the door? And that's when we will have placed 57 live snails at the foot of their doorstep, ensuring that they never contact you again. The annoying ex text service. No one will want to talk to you again after you send them live snails. Standard text messaging and data rates may apply. We are not responsible for exes who wind up being eaten alive by the snails. This ad is brought to you by Doritos. Hey, we're back. Yay. Oh, shit. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about how proud I was. But I didn't do that before the break. I, I was like, like oh my back. god, she restrained herself, and then she just. <laughs> let I'm also it gonna out. adjust the mic. Don't hate me. I like dropped it a little. Okay. Oh I can't see you as well, but it's more comfortable. For me. <laughs> All right. I just back. I'm trying to hide from you guys. We I'm are so back missed. with our guest Brandon Richards, Woo! actor. Playwright. Come on, Brandon. <laughs> I did it too, and now I'm part of the crew. Woo. It's like a nervous tick. Yeah. It is. I don't know. Anyway, and we're hi, just Brandon. To hype ourselves up. <laughs> yeah, I think we just want to like be excited, and then yes. that happens. So I know we are going to talk to you, Brandon, it. but I just want to point out that on the break, um, uh, we were in the sun earlier, and Amanda is fried. 
So Listen, I'm not as red as the romper I'm wearing, so I feel it's okay. Pretty damn close. I, like, I can only feel it on my back right now. You'll feel it on your shoulders and face and chest soon. Maybe it's that fine. leg. Um, no, but I, it's, yeah, it's your body, your choice. <laughs> I brought the sunscreen. <laughs> I intended to use it. I just you didn't. You handed it to me. Um, I which I, I wasn't out as long as you, so I didn't I need know. it. I also was out there yesterday. So. <laughs> yeah. You're just a little baked lobster. Um, but yeah, so Thanks. I just, we're going to death post a pic because I just <gasps> took one and it was amazing. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> welcome to this show. Yeah, to the wind down. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah, what were your thoughts on the wind down? Um, so you know, Tefa, how I feel about writing books on miles, like consuming them all oh, the yeah, time. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't read Save the Cat, but I have read Obby, Save the Cats. <laughs> I will get on that. I have read Save the Cat writes a novel. Oh, yes, um, yeah. which is a spinoff by um, Jess Brody. Um, which Interesting. Is, yes, it's very really good. So like, she takes you through like um, all of the parts of writing a novel, and then she like gives you um, examples from stories too, like uh, different novels where like. Her structure has been used too, so it's really, really helpful. Okay, I need to very, read that. Very, very good. Yeah. That's awesome. How did? Yeah. Uh, I'm already getting into asking questions, but I'm curious. Sure. How does? How do you feel like a novel differs from like? Because you you just graduated. Congrats, mm-hmm. BCW. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Um, Thank you. With your degree in dramatic writing. Yes. From uh, NYU's Tisch School of the Arts, which mm-hmm. is very prestigious for those of you that do not know. <laughs> um, and yeah, so how? So being a our subject matter expert on writing and whatnot. Um, how do you differ? And again, your concentration was on playwriting, right? So how do you kind of feel like play is different than TV versus novel? Mm-hmm. Versus movie. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> All the questions. As tough as you can get. <laughs> um, so this is what I learned from my professors. So basically, um, play is more so focused on dialogue and characters. Mm. So it's a lot about uh, characters going back and forth. And of course, like in theater, you know, the director isn't on screen or on Mm. stage. And so it's only the actors and the story. So it's a lot focused on on them. For TV, it's kind of a split between play and screen. Yeah. Where TV, it's... like, my uh, craft professor, Francine Volpe, God bless her, she's amazing. She basically told the class that um, TV writing is made so that even if you aren't looking at the screen, you can still follow the story. Mm, Where um, screenwriting is basically told through images. Yeah. Through, like, with a lot of screenplays, there's a lot of gaps where, um, excuse me, like, people just aren't talking but stories told through like the actions we're taking like through the images. Um, and there are a lot of movies too without dialogue where like on Wally, for example, like it was like 45 minutes without dialogue. Yeah. Can um, I sidebar on Wally real quick? Yes. I one time watched it on the rooftop of the um, Intrepid, which is like, oh, the nice. boat yeah. on the Hudson. And I, I'm so glad it was Wally because we were going to watch Top Gun the week before mm-hmm. and it got rained out. So we went to watch Wally. Um, but because there was no dialogue, it was the perfect film because the speakers just they weren't they're never loud enough open air on the hudson river with like helicopters flying over you you're in new york city like you just you can't hear a damn thing it doesn't matter how loud the speakers are so i was like i'm so glad we went to wally because you could watch it and not have to like actively listen yeah so i interesting can tell you there's not a lot of words (laughs) (laughs) um and even movies like like that um 
I saw All Is Lost with Robert Redford, mm-hmm. which is fantastic too. I've um, not seen that, but I've heard. I like this. So like good. maybe the <laughs> second time in the last month that's come up. It's so good. Um, it's probably the best movie that I've seen that has like. He probably says like one line of dialogue throughout the entire movie. Wow. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, and it's like captivating from beginning to end. Um, so those are the main differences. It's like w- where like dialogue and images meet and like how important yeah. it is. Yeah. Can I yeah. say, do you feel like personally, do you feel like that's changing at all with the way um, first, the, just like the content that's moving towards like streaming services mm-hmm. and how like, and the main example I can think of is Handmaid's Tale. So much of that is told through visual medium. Yeah. Um, and there's actually, I think we talked about this, but there's an episode with Alexis Liddell and I didn't even realize it until you told me that you were like, she does not have an entire line. She doesn't have a line the whole show. She's in the entire the show, yeah. episode. Yeah. Well, the episode. Yeah. And I was like, I did not even realize that until yeah. I went back and her story arc was insane. Yeah. But she wasn't talking. And I feel like that's a change in recent shift. Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of TV and even movies moving towards streaming services. Yeah, um, and I feel it ties into what you said earlier too, where like you have to know the rules to break the rules. Mm. And I feel what some of the best shows do is like, since a lot of us are so used to like TV and like structures and like even if we don't subconsciously, like we try to predict like what things are going to happen. The Handmaid's Tale does such a good job of like, not always going where we think is gonna go right um and it's so cool where like there are episodes like that where um like Alexis Bledow she doesn't talk a lot for the episode um but since she's so great of an actress and since like the script is so good like you can still track what's happening um so yeah I think there is more of um I think as like scripted shows and like scripted media like it becomes more and more saturated like there's so many platforms like offer like scripted things like itunes now make scripted yeah things. yeah cool is so <laughs> yeah. insane like so many yeah. Yeah. right so many scripted platforms now which is fantastic because it's more jobs for writers yeah, and actors yeah. and there's more else. content than ever and we're having yeah. a crazy boom yeah. and um not to bring up our favorite show the good place <laughs> um oh, no. but I'll say in terms of like subverting the audience's expectations, mm-hmm. they I I watched like a writers panel or something, and Megan Amram was actually like talking about that. She's like, the audience today is so smart, like they For sure. yes. they know what's gonna happen, and we work so hard to try and do something different at every yes. turn, which that show does a phenomenal job of. Um, but yeah, it's so like crazy (laughs) yeah and it's so cool because i feel like um all of us or not enable like this generation is so used to like seeing stream content or like um storylines portrayed where like you have to be really original to get people to to, like latch on to the show yeah um and it's hard from a writing point of view because like you have to like always think like oh is the viewer gonna like think this so i'm gonna do that Right. Um, and like a lot of like mental math has to go into like creating shows where um, right. what are as... they gonna think and exactly. how can I well, surprise them and so keep them interested? I just looked this up. The the podcast I keep referencing is called On the Page with Pilar <laughs> Alessandra. I had to look it up because I was like, I'm gonna reference it seventeen more times. Sure. But there was an episode just the other day and I think that was the title of it, but it was like assume your audience is smart, right? Like stop dumbing your shit down. Yeah. For your audience. I agree. Like, yeah. 
our society is the most educated society that we've ever had mm-hmm. in the U.S. And so it's yeah. stop dumbing your shit down. You know what I mean? Like, make them work for it. And um, I listen to a shit ton of My Favorite Murder because it's amazing. <laughs> Do it. Get with it if you haven't. Um, but they were talking about the, uh, one of, at least one of them is <laughs> a writer. And she was talking about how she, in anything she watches, um, this was Karen, if you're a big fan of the show. But Karen was like, in anything I watch, I'm like, uh, she sees, like, whatever the twist ending is. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, I, I always find it very, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, way too early. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, not too early. I don't know. I guess she likes it. She has, but, like, because she's a writer, she, like, sees all the things that are coming mm-hmm. and, like, is, like, is this is what they're setting up for. And I'm like, that's amazing. Um, but, it, yeah. I think just, like, people, there's so much TV. Everyone has seen so much. Yeah. Assume that they're going to find all those things. You know what I mean? Like, don't be, like, overly obvious right. about it, is exactly. my point. If you watch, like, five episodes of, like, a drama TV, you'd be like, oh, this is the structure. And yeah. you sort of know what's coming by the sixth one. Like, <laughs> For sure. Like, yeah. it's not, it's it's just like a puzzle. It's not Well, an example they used, and on the episode of, um, on the page, they were talking about the sixth sense, right? Like, that was one of the biggest plot twists. And nobody fucking saw it coming. No one. And... But when you go back, it's, like, all that. Like, that's so smart. Like, everything is so smartly done. Right. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, got excited about it. I know. We could. <laughs> In case you can't tell. We could talk we about We all love writing. Um, yeah. Brandon, tell us more about... Um, I don't know, your writing style, what you're interested in writing, sure. what's going on. <laughs> so, um, primarily, I've been focusing on writing about the black uh, Caribbean family. Oh, wow. Because Where I don't in the see... Caribbean? Hmm? Where in the Caribbean? Oh, uh, Barbados. My family's from okay. Barbados, so oh, I focus nice. on that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I focus a lot on that, um, and I'm trying to make the bridge from, like, that to science fiction. Because I Ooh. love science fiction, and I've been, like, Star Wars fan. Um, Do you think there's any way they could tie together? Because I feel like they'd be so unique. Yeah, well, I think yeah. what happened recently is um, the new Black Mirror season yeah. that came out. Um, the first episode is about, like, entirely a black family. Um, I and need to watch that new it's season. So good. It's so I good. only watched the Miley Cyrus. <laughs> that's, that's the one I was gonna watch, but I was like, <laughs> maybe I should just watch the whole season. Yeah, no, I like, no, yeah, um, I'll go back and watch the first. The cast is so good. Like it's um, Anthony Mackie and uh, Yaya Abdul-Mantine the second. I think I said his full name correctly. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's like the intersection of like um, like black family drama and. Um, science fiction and it's so cool like I've never seen wow. something like that in media and it was so beautiful and even something that tied it to you was like um, sexuality and black men which is something that's like such a big oh, um, yeah. thing that I grew up with where it's yeah. like um, me being told to grow up whereas all it's like be strong and be yeah. like a certain way and, and that show really did a good job of sub uh, subjecting I'm trying to think the right word subjecting is the right <laughs> word I think um that stereotype and just like making this whole new drama and it was so good to watch. Wow, yeah, it was so fun. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. No, I like really want to watch that now. It oh, was so great. good. Um, so, and actually I'm working now on interactive stories oh. because I play a lot of video games and I've become interested in writing for video games. <gasps> so <laughs> My all-time favorite is, um, oh, what's the one with Drake? Drake, Drake. Nathan Drake? 
Yeah. Uncharted? Yeah. You like Uncharted? Obsessed. No way. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> Fucking my love god. Uncharted. I oh, have it. That's my I don't, favorite. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Wait, I haven't really ones? played since being in New York much, but it was, it was my favorite. I which just, ones have you played? First and second. Not the more recent ones, because oh, I've been in New York oh a while. Oh my god. And... Um, you have <laughs> to play Uncharted 4. It's like one yeah? of the best games I've ever played. And like, okay. everything oh. they've worked on like came together like so well. It's honestly one of the best like top two games i played like that and yeah. the last of us which is made by the same studio yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was like when you were getting playstations back in the day you had to choose between one of those two <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah no that's so i fucking love it and i, so I what good. i love about it is the story it's so good it's so amazing it keeps um, you going yeah. and i think naughty dog is one of the few studios that like puts gaming for or puts the story first where a yeah, lot of game studios like they make the game first and then like they put the story second as like a you know, add on, but like Naughty Dog always begins with like the stories and the characters first, and like the game shapes around that. And it's so. Does Naughty so Dog cool. also do um, Assassin's Creed? No, that's Ubis- Ubisoft. Ubisoft. I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a world I, I know nothing about. <laughs> I'm low key like, gamer. <laughs> listen, I tried to play Zelda. Well, I played Ooh, Zelda on I Nintendo Zelda. 64, <laughs> and I am still a child in that game. Um, and then I tried to play it on the Wii, and then I I got through. I had to like find a cat or something. Sure. And then. I like my horse got spooked and I just like turned it off. <laughs> is this real life or is this in your game? This happened. Okay, because I am from the south and all of those things legitimately happened. Happen yeah, I was like your horse. <laughs> what? I like, no, I was like that. You find the cat and then you have to ride the horse like out and then it gets spooked and I was like I'm well, done. Horses get spooked this easy. Is scary. And by I didn't want to do it. Um, um, crazy. So <laughs> sidebar again, um, seeing a horse is getting spooked. I watched the Blair Witch Project in a barn one time. And so, you know, oh, like in geez. barns. So my friend, um, it, I am from rural Florida where there's a shit ton of horses. And so my friend had a farm and we were at her house and, uh, in the barns, a lot of times there's an apartment like off to the side, especially in big stables. Uh, usually for someone to stay in if, like, one of the horses is sick or if they're expecting them to have a baby or something, like, whatever. So somebody will, like, stay 24-7 so they're there. Um, but when no one's using it, we would, like, go in there and, like, watch movies and, like, hang out or whatever. And so this is one of those nights we, like, watched Blair Witch Project and we were probably, like, 12. And I was, like, all of us got so scared in the middle of the night being far from all the adults. Like, <laughs> we're, like, we have to go back to the main house. So we grab all our pillows and blankets and we start, like, sneaking through the barn and then, like, one of the horses got spooked and, like, brayed. <laughs> We all just took off through the middle of the field. I've never run so fast in my life hearing a horse and just sprinting. Yeah. To this day, when I think of horses getting spooked, that's what I think of is that moment and just like taking off and running. We're like, we gotta go. Don't look back. Real life at all. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so so you're doing like interactive. So, so are you mapping out like multiple stories like all at once or? Yeah, so... How is that process? <laughs> I'm beginning first with um, the world yeah. and, like, world building and saying, like, oh, this is the story that I want to happen and this is what it, that it takes place in. And then I'm thinking of uh, quest lines within that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really big into d and I love d and a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what is that? It's, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, got it, got it. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, my, my background with that. And I played a lot of that for, like, two years. And I'm like, mm. this is the coolest thing. Like, you can, yeah. like, make the story on the fly. And there's, like, improv mixed with, like, storytelling. It's amazing. 
So I got really into writing stories for that. So the story that I'm writing now is either like set in like the old Republic for Star Wars. Nice. Yeah. So I'm thinking of making like a space opera uh, for that or uh, something set in the Walking Dead universe. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so those are I'm the two main things. I'm intrigued by all of them. <laughs> <laughs> those are the two main things I'm thinking about doing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you see, like, like speaking of Black Mirror, yeah. um, like they did that interactive season. Oh, do you, yes. Like, do you feel like that could work on stage? Where, like, the audience votes, like, Ooh. which way to go? There's so many tools out there. They could do that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interested. Yes. Um, so I actually saw something like that. I volunteered for this studio. Um, sorry, this, uh, what is it? Um, this festival. There we go. There's a word. <laughs> I love words. For um, Games for Change. Uh-huh. And they had this one like interactive play, which was the coolest thing, where they... Um, like the story would happen and then on a projector they would have like the dialogue choices for like a video like an RPG you're playing yeah and so um, they would give you the audience like 20 seconds to like choose a choice and then like the actors would go with that choice and then they would have to like improv the story based on that which is so cool they have to (laughs) improvise the story it's not it's not like three written paths yeah it's like a mix of like um i think some things they planned for but like if the whole audience chose like this one path that they didn't prepare for then like the actors have to like just go navigate that themselves wow. Sounds like yeah. Improv, yeah exactly yeah so that's that was so, cool. so fun to watch yeah. that's even more interesting than yes. like being like well it can go this way this way or this way it yeah. can go like these two ways I wrote out or it could go this third way that could exactly. be like whatever <laughs> I think that's, that's a perfect like mesh between like interactivity yeah. and plays because I feel like plays are so exciting because like it's happening like real life right. Like, right in front of yeah. you and then um it takes like interactivity from a video game and puts it right in front of you it's yeah. so cool I, I love it so you also yeah. do acting I do. um and I want to ask you about because I think that's so true as an actor it's very different to act for theater than it is for film and tv yes um do you want to talk about that? But I I feel like that's not even you know. Do you have one that you prefer, or do you just? I love I love like plays. Um, I love theater because theater is very much so like the audience is right there and it's yeah. like feedback, totally. give and take. Like there's so much joy in like telling a joke live and like people laughing at Absolutely. it <laughs> yeah. in real time. It's yeah. so cool. Um, I think theater is excuse me. I think film and TV is an exercise in subtlety where it's like you have to act according to the frame um Mm -hmm. and so you have to like make sure the audience knows what you're doing um based on like the actions that you're taking um and if that's a close-up or if that's like a medium shot stuff like that yeah yeah so i feel like so i i will say i prefer acting for like film and tv and it's because i love that subtlety i love micro expressions i love the like and to your point of uh, i guess that's you know, if you define it as film or whatever, but like mm-hmm. being able to tell so much about someone just through like motions and like the sure. movements of like their eyes yeah. or like their facial expression. Like, I feel like that's what I love about like community. But I will say there's something so intoxicating mm-hmm. about acting in theater where mm-hmm. you can like do it live. The jokes are live with your audience. Like exactly. if someone fucks up, which I think is the most beautiful thing and you just roll with it, it's the best 
you know, because we're all in this together type yeah, thing. And yeah. you've earned this with your audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, what I love most about theater, like, and even improv is when someone fucks up, you know. The best part of improv is when someone fucks up. <laughs> I love seeing the people, best thing that can happen. like, when people either, like, break and they're, like, giggling as they're trying to get through the skits. You like, it's, like, the funniest thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, I think like, one of but the, what's uh, funny is that you're in on the joke. Exactly. Like, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think one yeah. of the best examples of this is I was in, I don't remember if it was a show or a class or what. But the scene that happened was the um, one of the guys came in and they were like robbing something or whatever. And they were like the um, – he like said the word twice. And I forget exactly what it was. But he was like the bat, bat mobile. And then they were like the bat, bat mobile. And like the rest of the show, like yeah. everything that happened, it was like the fort, fort hood. The, like, you know what I mean? Like the, and yeah. so it would just be like – and you found your game. Like you found your game, but it was 100% of an accident, right? Exactly. Like it was like totally. he did not – you could – very obviously the first time he just like sort of stuttered like you know what I mean yeah. and then they were just like that's the funny thing that's and it. we're gonna yeah. do it totally. and it was so funny but it god I love improv yeah it would not have been funny if he'd like tried to do that in any way yeah, right yeah and like um something my acting teacher of this recent acting intensive that I took to told me uh she was like why are you being so hard on yourself like the mistakes of acting, like the best parts of acting, where it's like follow the mistakes. Just yeah, it's lean so in. fun. It's Ugh. so fun to like do something wrong it. and like laugh at yourself from that, and you know go from that. Where it's like you may have this whole like masterclass of a scene like planned in your head, and then you yeah. go and you do something that like screws the whole thing up, and it's yeah. like even better than you planned. And you just go for it. You know, it's the most exactly. fun thing. That's yeah. part of the fun of it being exactly. live is that you get to feed off of someone else's exactly. energy and like something could happen that you didn't think would happen in your head or whatever. Exactly. So. Yes. Nice. I love it. Um, There's so many good questions on here. I can't even decide. <laughs> um, so what made you decide to like that you wanted to go in writing? What was your like? So it was more so by... Um, I don't want to say I was forced into it, but I, I, I'll just give you the backstory. So <laughs> I grew up mostly as an actor. Um, I was in my school's musicals. I can't sing. I don't know why I did it. I just wanted to act. <laughs> so I, was I get that. Of... I can't sing either. Yeah, I wanted we to be in the it. musical. Me either, but I try. Yeah. <laughs> and I was not cast in the musical, but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> screw it. Um, so I just did like all acting stuff. And then... Um, I went to a middle school that wasn't in a good area. And mm. so my family was like, you're not staying after school for, for anything. Like, go home. Mm. Um, and so I couldn't do theater there or really anything. And then I went to a high school that wasn't, um, didn't have the funds for a theater program. Oh, man. So I wasn't able to really do acting there either. And so I still wanted a creative outlet. So I turned to um, short stories. And so I read a lot of wow. short stories. And that kind of became my thing for a long time. And then I got to college and I got into the dramatic writing program at, at NYU. And from there on, um, I had more opportunities to act either in my own work or my friends' projects that were on like in film and TV or drama that needed actors. Um, and from that, I kind of discovered my love for acting again. Yeah. Um, and like both kind of feed off each other. Like my totally. One of my other teachers told me where it's like, even if you're pursuing one, like, your creativity is your creativity, and, like, that'll feed off of each other, so, like... 100%. Even, yeah. I say this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> everything informs each other. Yeah. All creative acts. Yeah, so it was, like, everything helped each other, where, like, 
I see acting from a writer's point of view and I see writing from an actor's point of view, so it all helps out each other. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 What's Where, like a, sorry, what's no. like a favorite short story that you wrote? Oh, God. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they were all pretty bad because I was like 16 and like had no like formal writing training at all. Um, so I, <laughs> Do you keep that? Which sometimes you can still do, kids. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, my favorite short story. So, oh, God, relating back to video games. <laughs> Um, I was in a video game story and design class my oh, junior cool. year of college, taught by the best human being ever. I love both um, of us. Yes, his name is Barden Bishop. Um, I love you if you ever watch this for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for some of the assignments, so basically our, our homework was like play a video game and then write about like um, how the games gameplay related to the story mm. and so for some of the games we had to write like a short story um based off of what we played and so there's a strategy game called uh xcom which oh. is really fun it's like sci-fi aliens invade earth and you have to like repel the aliens fun. really fun um and so i wrote a short story based on that based on like the relationship of me and my sister We're like best friends we we oh, were really cool <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> and so i wrote that for class and it was great and he was like, this is good, but how much of this actually happened in the story? I'm like, none, I just wrote it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he loved it. So that's why the favorite, like, my most favorite short story I've ever written. It was really fun to write. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, who are your favorite, like, writers? Oh, boy. Um, just, a, just a, like a few, top few. They um, immediately come to your mind. So Lynn Nottage is my favorite writer ever okay she wrote sweat which is um oh, like nice. one of the best like Damn. plays i've ever seen yeah, yeah. ever um <laughs> kiwin also um okay. he writes a lot of like science fiction um science fiction combat heavy plays cool. which is so cool and he writes a lot of like um futuristic plays like play set in the zombie apocalypse and is like I never thought that was possible, but he, like, just showed me that, like, you can do whatever you want <laughs> on, on, on yeah, stage. Yeah. Um, favorite, let's see, favorite screenwriter is probably Aaron Sorkin. Oh, Love of Sorkin. So good. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I like He's that fantastic. it was obvious we did not know yeah. the player. Right? <laughs> yeah. so we were like, like Sorkin. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so I heard of that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fucking uh, love Sorkin. We'll so look up the playwrights good. later. Yes. yes <laughs> on yes, my yes, list. Please do. Um, no, and sorry, then, the shit. Did yeah. you? Uh, I have not. But have you watched his masterclass? His I masterclass? haven't yet. Oh, I, I haven't, haven't yet. Haven't have you seen it. Molly's game? Because that's fucking. No. It's oh. so good. No. I think I did. I watch it with you, or you told me about no, it. No, I went alone. So okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I, told me about it, and I did I watch it. I probably did, and I was just like, oh, Sorkin dialogue. Yes, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. great. It's so it's good. It's Sorkin's. Amazing. So um, I did watch Shonda yeah. Rhimes' Masterclass, who's one of my favorite TV writers, yes. obviously, and um, she references his stuff a lot, too. So, I yeah, that that's... fucking dialogue. That oh. goes into my next question, sure. which you were talking about um, how playwriting is more like dialogue and character. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like if you're like starting out writing, it's really hard to like think about how do you build like a a complex layered character and 
have the dialogue fit that. Sure. Do you have want to speak on that? Yeah. <laughs> I read that. I am so interested. I read your question on that, and I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my first year in dramatic writing, there was a class called, um, it wasn't even a class. It was kind of just like um, an open space for all of the kids to, I'm saying kids like we're not 18. <laughs> <laughs> You're not legal adults. Yeah, yeah for Those all children. of like the first I'm 28, year. so 18-year-olds are kids. They're babies. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> Anyone under 25. Um, no also, saying. I just, I'm so sorry. I hope nothing picked up. I've yeah. kicked the table like six times trying to adjust my leg in oh, the last I 10 seconds. I didn't even hear it. It's I not, I'm not hearing it in my headphones, but like if there is background or like feedback fine. from it, that's why. I've also Me trying to stop kicking, but I keep doing it. Okay, yeah. No, but um, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, so like um the first for the first year students we um just this space and this like creative lab press to all write our our own things. Um and basically one of the character exercises was to like observe a human we saw just in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And so, <laughs> Thank you for leaning away from the mic. Of course. Yeah. Oh, I'm a professional. If, we're not... <laughs> if we've learned nothing. Yes. Um, and so that really taught us um, to, like, observe humanity. And I think that's one of the best things, like, artists and, like, writers can do is, like, mm-hmm. observe the people around us and, like, see how, like, people actually talk. Um, right. Have you read? Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm a really big fan of Twyla Tharp. She's a like dancer choreographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a book on creativity, and it's sure. called mm, I don't know. It's called something like the creative. Ha- it's the creative habit. That's what's called. Sure. And uh, she has an exercise in it that is that where you go to a bar or. I assume a bar. I don't sure. know. She's <laughs> a public place. Sure. I'm just like, I'll go to the bar. Sure. Um, and so where you go and you look, like watch two people and write down everything, like every single thing that they do, right? Like sure. what is what is this? And then um, take, <laughs> I forgot to lean away, sorry. <laughs> just swallowed right in the mic. Uh, and then you watch, uh, do it again, but with two separate people and write down only the stuff you find interesting. Sure. And that tells you so much about like oh. your, like, what drives you and what you find interesting about people and that i think helps your creativity so much so i think that that is such it's they're different they're the same exercise but on different takes and i think that that's so informative on your own creativity you know what i mean like i can't tell you how many times as a writer like i've written dialogue and i'm like yo this is gonna win me the academy award oh oh, yeah okay (laughs) this is the best thing ever um and then like i hear it spoken out loud and i'm like no one would ever say this in their, <laughs> yeah, their life. Um, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. And so it's so important to like study like people, not only to like hear how people like talk, but also to hear how people think um, and how yeah. like, conversations well, go. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like that, like, no, as much as you think, like, um, this is a weird example, sure. but we went to uh, <laughs> a, a friend of ours did a spirit guide. Um, exercise. Oh, yes. Uh, do you, yeah. And so, but every person was like, everyone has my spirit guide. I don't want to, like, of course, it's so obvious. Yeah. And not sure. one person had the same one. And so yeah. I think that that's what's so interesting about, and in writing, that translates to being like, I think everyone talks like this, but no, that's how I talk. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, right. Yeah. And almost no one talks like I do. Like, that, that was so rare. Also, um, in Save the Cat, uh, that was another uh, point was like, at some point, he was, like, writing something and sent it to, like, his mentor. And he was like, something's wrong here. And he was like, every character sounds the same. You all, mm-hmm. you wrote all of them the way you speak. And I actually think one of the best examples of this is Hagrid in Harry Potter. Mm. Sure. Where the way the dialogue is written for him, it's like, yes, you can, like, see it. Like... 
Like he that's is his, his own character. person. Yeah. 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 And actually, in my cousin's book, Nothing Lost by Gemma Lauren Cross. Check it um, out. It's on she Amazon. She had a character also where it was just like, well, they're from a different place, so they speak this way. And yeah. it's different than how everyone else talks, which is that's like. That's so great. And it's like, and you can like see it. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And it, yeah. Well, I think sh- you have to like think about like, oh, how would this person with this background and these motivations say this thing and that goes back into acting too like what is also what are the previous circumstances of this right so like what in there can be circumstances where i would react this way but someone else might react this way because of their background or whatever um one of the things too in shonda's master class that she talked about too was just like go and like eavesdrop on people like hear their conversation like what are they talking about you know um and in another acting thing i was reading recently they were saying that like if you if you and your scene partner go to a coffee shop and rehearse the dialogue and people are stopping to look at you, you're not acting authentically, right? Like you yeah. are you're acting wow. for like an audience. Sure. But you really should be able to go through your lines and no one should ever notice because you're having a conversation. Exactly. You know what I mean? Wow. Like yeah. So Oof. I think that that's so I was just like mind blown, right? Like yeah. <laughs> So, but it's so true. You should just be able to have a conversation. For sure. Um, so many layers of that thought. It's insane. Um, this is why one of the 50 million reasons I love talking to you, Brandon. I'm always just like, <laughs> I'm so motivated to just like, go do everything now. I appreciate that. Um, another great book I read on like dialogue and just writing in general um, is The Dramatist Toolkit. I can't remember who it was by, though. That's okay. Okay. It's okay. You we'll guys listening, later. have Google. Yes. The Dramatist <laughs> Toolkit. You guys got it. Google yeah. it. You'll find it. Um, and basically, it's he he uh, the writer of the book described scene writing as uh, negotiation. So like, one yeah. character wants one thing, and the other character wants the other thing. So what's the compromise that they find, and then like, yeah. how do you propel that compromise into the the next scene? Um, and so that helped me shape my writing and my dialogue a lot where it's like, okay, like one person wants one thing, but then like the other person isn't going to give them that thing until they get like what they want. Um, Mm. and like everyone's acting in their own self-interest. Yeah. So it was like, how do they propel that self-interest into like compelling dialogue? Yeah, exactly. That was so helpful for me and Save the Cat. I was just (sighs) like, That's so far above my, like, yeah, (laughs) my mind is blown right now. Because I feel like before that I was just like, okay, so you pick out, you know, your main, like act break points like okay we need to get from here to here and what's going to happen to get there but like you have to be thinking way more in detail about how your characters are behaving and what they want and what they think they're gonna get and how this other person is driving against that and how there should be a conflict in every seat like all of that is like so important so yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) like um my sister and i are playing through um the telltale studios batman series oh cool yeah and so um i think one of the like best examples of everything we talked about is catwoman (laughs) because catwoman is such like an anti-hero where she always like acts her own self-interest and is like you think she's gonna (laughs) (laughs) let the wine flow freely i I love it it. yes please you're gonna do it you're gonna maybe hear it not sure where it's like it's always good to know like what the characters are are gonna bring up batman yes yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah. there's some gloss here oh oh boy wine break oh yeah hear that wine break okay so anyway so catwoman (laughs) yes now that we got that out of the way (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So um, just good to know like what like every character is working towards and like no like human nature at the end is like everyone is just just trying to like that's my favorite. Do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can you explain to me because basically everything I've read, watched, listened to, um, it talks a lot about theme. Sure. I've never. I love writing. I do it all the time. I've never taken a formal writing class. Mm-hmm. Um, except this one time in high school, but like, mm, do we have to count that? And I'm like, it was a good class. It was a good class. But like, I don't know that I really paid enough attention for me to like get enough out of that. Um, but when we talk about theme, what, what really would you define as theme, right? Like it, is it when Shonda talks about theme, she's like this theme, the episode of this theme is truth and the episode of this, whatever. But I feel like that's so vague. And I'm like, Mm. what am I, if the theme of any episode or the theme of any show, like I'm like, it's humanity, but like, that's so vague. What is it? (laughs) Can you help me figure out what theme is? I always define theme as what the characters are grappling with throughout like either the episode (gasps) or throughout the series um can you can you have a theme for a series or do you have like a kind of an overall theme for a series or do you have with like individual sure. like targeted episodes yeah, like or there can be i think there I can be an overall episodic themes are definitely like, they're sure. a thing yes but yes, like yes, also yes. you have a this is also the overarching theme for this show like it's right. always gonna like there's right. shows that like i so i'm a really really big fan of the pretender anybody anybody no mm, nobody no. watches it it's from the <laughs> 90s but um i used to watch it on the reruns on tnt obsessed with it but the overall theme of the show is family and it's like a weird show that's not about family but at the end of the day you're like oh yeah no it was you know what i mean and yes each episode deals with different stuff but it always ties back to family at the end um anyway answer your question (laughs) (laughs) you're fine no i I feel um like a show can have an overall theme and then like uh each episode can have a theme like how amanda said where um you may have a main character and like the overall goal of the series is to get x like I don't know, Walter White in Breaking Bad, like, his mm-hmm. overall goal is to provide for his family. But then, like, yeah. each episode is different where he's, like, faced with different, like, obstacles that will test how he provides for his family. And then, right. like, each episode, like, presides, like, a different, like, obstacle where, like, depending on the choice that he makes and that, that defines what the theme is. Yeah. Um, where it's like, mm. will I do whatever it takes to provide for my family? Then yeah, then that's the theme for the series. But like, mm-hmm. if the theme of the episode is like, we can't like sacrifice our humanity despite of what we want, then like that's the theme too. So it's like, yeah. it all depends on what like the main character and like what the characters go after. Yeah. Yeah. Or so I feel I like even if you took like, let's say this TV episode has the theme of truth, like mm-hmm. as as you mentioned before, like it could be as simple as like, both in the A and B stories at the end of the episode, they discover, oh, if I just told the truth about this, exactly. like <laughs> this whole thing wouldn't have fucking blown yeah, my right. face. And then, yeah. and then you put the, you Which know, everyone learns at connect some point. A to Z, right. but yeah. like, yeah, that would be a way to like add a theme where you're like, okay. oh, everything connects. <laughs> but I think, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's what was baffling. And I, maybe it was just talking about it out loud, but that was what was baffling me so much as overarching theme versus episodic theme sure and i guess yeah. you can have both right i sure. think so where, and that like, goes into the yeah. a to b whatever you yeah know what I mean? or just where you look at a, a scene that you have to write maybe and say like okay here's the episodic theme and they need to learn this lesson um but mm-hmm. also this main series theme is what's driving them so i have to make sure i account for that when i'm right, writing right. this yeah. but it's always they can't like betray that ultimate the theme of this drive. is truth yeah. and at the end of the day it has to come back to family or whatever you know what i mean like 
I yeah. Know. I don't even think it... I can't even think of an example. But, I don't even um, think it has to come back to it. I think it just has to be, like, accounted for. They can't betray that. They they just can't betray that in... Okay, so, like, like don't, I don't contradict <laughs> your overarching theme, basically. I'm not you don't have to, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stop making eye contact with you, Amanda, and I'm going to look at Brandon, who's our official expert. No, no, no. I think you're doing a great job. Don't discredit yes, yourself. Yes, you I are. love this. I And again, I think that that's the most beautiful thing about art, is that, like, there is no definitive answer. Yeah, you can like, always kind of argue any... Yeah. Um... I took this uh, class for dramatic writing with um, Lucas Nath, who's Hillary Clinton is on Broadway. Was he the one you were telling me about? Yes. Uh, So I saw the the Hillary Clinton play. Sorry for just yelling into the microphone. It It was so good. It was so good. Yes. Um, And Laurie Metcalf was was Hillary. So, so good. I'm sorry I keep clapping. I'm going to stop doing that. Um, (laughs) But she, my favorite, and speaking of, we were talking about improv earlier and like a live audience. Whenever she, she walks out, she does this big entrance. She's like ready to start talking. Sure. She goes to pick up the microphone. There's no microphone in the stand. And the whole audience was just like, what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then she goes back and she comes out and then she just does her thing. And I was like, you know, what would have been the most beautiful thing she could have done is address the fact that she didn't have a microphone. And exactly. everyone would have died. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, that is a beautiful, we're all in this together. We've established this. I'm yeah. going to listen to anything you're going to say because I know we're all here together. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yes. she didn't, she didn't really address it, which I wanted to. And trust me. She's a professional. She knows more than me. She sure. did amazing. <laughs> um, but, like, that was one of those times I was like, I really want... I just, like, just say it. Just say it. And, like, the audience would have freaked the fuck out. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. But very very well done. It all ties back together. Don't yeah. want to spoil it for anybody, but it's really good. Um, and he he taught me in his master... I don't want to quote it in case I'm misremembering. I don't want to uh, mess up his words. But basically, he's like, sometimes you don't even have to worry about theme. You just have to, like, think of a character or characters and the problem that they have and, like, the steps they take to solve it. And then the theme kind of comes out of that. Yeah. So it's, like, so many writers have so many different approaches when it comes to theme. Like, some, like, yeah, take the totally. theme first and, like, that's, like, the first thing they think about. Then some writers, like, just write what they want and then, like, the theme comes out of it later on. So it's, like, what you said, Tafa, where, like, art is so universal and there's no right or wrong mm-hmm. where it's, like, you can make what you want and excuse me, even if it's good or bad, then, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. You just have to do it for what works best for you. That's what I love about it. Beautiful. (laughs) Well, Brandon, uh, you answered so many of our questions. We did not even get through, like, a third of them. I know. (laughs) We could have talked for, like, another hour, probably. Uh, Definitely. Um, Um, But with that being said, is there anything else that you kind of want to, like, share with people, maybe people that are just starting out in writing or interested in getting a degree in writing? Like, what would you want to tell the the kids these days the 18 year old (laughs) the 18 under um honestly this is such a self-producing renaissance that we're in now where like i love it so true we can all like um create what we want to see pretty inexpensively you know and i feel that um the days of waiting for, like, big-name Hollywood producers and, like, studios to pick up your work. And having and, like, to get Spielberg's opinion exactly, on it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't have to wait for people to tell you that, like, what you want to make is, is good or not. You just have to do it. So, like... And, like, your first projects are never really going to be, be good <laughs> for the Ever. most part. Everyone yeah. know that when you go back two years later and read your best draft of anything <laughs> yeah. you made, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um... I read this article. Also, you have to do it and get through it. Exactly. Like, yeah. I read this article recently that ties into that on uh, Medium where it's like, 
you just have to do the thing and it's like you just have to write the script and the make thing. it just do the thing and then <laughs> just stop fucking thinking about just it do just that do, that do the, yeah. it do <laughs> it um, stop being like i'm gonna read every book ever there was on screenwriting before i write it like just, just write the screen fucking write it and yeah. then go back it. and edit it later yeah, like exactly. who cares I, um most of writing that i've learned throughout my like time in dramatic writing is rewriting where like, the first draft is only the start yeah. where it's like like good your, your first draft get that out of the way but now here's all this other work you have to go and do and like um i'm gonna tie in lucas one more time where lucas told me that he wrote for hillary and clinton like 50 drafts of the play before he got to that like final draft that wow. made it to broadway yeah and even then he wanted to revise it more so it's like i don't think yeah. we specified hillary clinton is a show on broadway right sure. now <laughs> it's like yeah. actively yeah and it, i went yeah. to yeah. see it i like texted brand about it he was like my professor wrote that i was like yeah. what <laughs> that's yeah. like an artist plague is like it's it's never done you just have to decide you're in. done with it yeah, like, exactly. and you have to show it to people and you might want to work for 10 more years on it but it's yes. time for it to go and people to see it and Aww. like exactly. let it be that's it's so okay yeah. yeah it's everything is let imperfect it spread its, its okay. wings yeah. and grow up into the world yeah and like yeah. you never feel done with something it's just a matter of like showing it to the world um, and getting feedback yeah. and rewriting it and showing mm-hmm. it and then mm-hmm. like one day it gets picked up and you're happy you know but yeah. just a matter of writing and rewriting yeah, yeah. don't be afraid That's to start it. just do it just do it just start just be yeah. just fucking do it just do it alright and on that note <laughs> we gonna take a quick break yeah. and then uh, that's my accent coming out uh, that's that's a thick, thick accent right. you just pulled out and sometimes yeah I'm like sometimes um, I can't let it go but it, it did I dropped it yeah um, so we're gonna you, play mash okay. which, is, <laughs> which on the I break i tried to explain to brandon oh no um, brandon never played this game in middle school so it's gonna be fun yes. um, i did play middle school but i do not know the rules so when we uh, when we come back i think um yeah i'll Amanda's read the gonna rules when we explain come back. the rules but she's also gonna tell us offline because i'm gonna ask 50 million questions because i don't understand. should i should i read the rules now to get brandon no because reaction. i have to pee Okay. Well, I mean, but okay. We, I was going to, Go like, it. have us write down all the stuff during the break. Oh, no. There's writing involved. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll write it for you. Oh, no, boy. no, no. I can do it. I can do it. I'm a big girl. <laughs> I can, can do my I own explain shot. it? Yes. Okay. So, so, MASH stands for Mansion Apartment Shack House, and it's the game all little girls played in middle school, which is why Brandon didn't play it. That explains it. so it. much now. Um, <laughs> so... You write down a list of four people to marry, four cars or transportation (laughs) options, four numbers of children. Um, We can also do like four career choices, which like wasn't on the list. And I was like, that's fucked. Um, (laughs) That's why it's a girl game. And then so so you get to so you get to pick three of the options and then someone else gets to write in another option for you. Okay. And then there's like a systematic way to um, eliminate the eliminate yeah, yeah. options, which I'll get into later. Okay, but that's the game. Exactly. So in this okay. game, Mash determines your life. That's gonna yes. happen when you grow up. Oh my god, it's real important. This is important. Shit. Oh my god, <laughs> put your glasses on. I, I wasn't aware for this. <laughs> All right. You don't know what you're getting into. Oh, oh my god, game. what if I sign up for it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, All right. So we'll be right back with that. (laughs) I want to start every sentence. (laughs) And we're back. 
Hire me. <laughs> for literally anything. <laughs> Just give me money for it. <laughs> Minus sex stuff. I don't want it. <laughs> Seems dirty. Oh, my God. We've had an interesting break. Yeah. Um, and we <laughs> have our mash thing. Oh, sorry. I forgot to say, guys, before, you also have to do, like, count the M-A-S-H at the top, and that's mansion, apartment, shack, house. And so that determines your housing. So Amanda's going to explain the rules and how we do this. And the Holy shit. Brandon doesn't even know what the girls are up to. Brandon's never played this fucking <laughs> elementary hell. school. Um, okay, so the rules. So we have all um, written down three of our own spouse choices, three of our own career choices, car options, and numbers of children. And then oh, we God. passed our page around so someone else could fill out the fourth option. Mm-hmm. Um, so that may be... But it's not always number four. No. To note, because they're like mixed in. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, so we're first going to read what all the options are. So you guys know what we're up against. (laughs) And then we're going to do this like swirly count thing. (laughs) We're going to draw a swirl until someone says stop. And then we're going to count the squirrel swirl. (laughs) Swirl. Swirl. We're going to count the swirl and then you like use that number. Let's say it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, let's say it's seven, then you go through and count to seven through all your options, and then you have to eliminate whatever that one is. Until, until you have one in each section, Until correct? you have one in each section. Right. So, if I... Words are hard, y'all. So, if I... Okay. So, serious, though. I feel like I'm drunk. Okay. <laughs> what did I say about that? You're so a strong, anyway. independent woman. Um, okay. So, but for serious. If I... So, if I cross out all but one, but then my next seven is that next one, do I just skip and go to the next... Yeah, I guess and cross so. one out. Yeah, because I don't. Obviously, you need one in each section. At the right, end. so you can't eliminate all the last four one. Options. So then, yeah. I'm just gonna square that so I know that's not yeah. on the table. Or like to, circle to cross it. Off yeah. Okay. Do okay. whatever you need to do. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So I re- appreciate your endorsement. Should we have our guests go by, first? Yeah. Brandon, start by reading all our options. Actually, so let's. Can, do you want to do like each? Section or do you want to do the whole sure. list? Yeah, let's do okay. let's do each spousal, section. Okay. Spousal option are <laughs> first. Okay, Brandon. Brandon, who are your four so, options that you could potentially marry later in life? My four options are, when you're a grown up. When you're a grown up. When I'm a grown ass man. Um, it they are Letitia Wright, nice. Marisa Tomei, Damn. Saoirse Ronan, and Damn. Hermione Granger. Fictional, <laughs> but hot and smart. Of course. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I guess we're going clockwise. Sure. All right. So my options are Sam Hunt, Kristen hot. Bell, yeah, hot, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, nice, okay. and uh, Shamar Moore, but as Derek Morgan. Oh, nice. Who's Derek Morgan? Criminal, Criminal Minds. Minds. Oh, that's Get his name in Criminal Minds? Yeah. No one knows characters on that show. <laughs> unless you watch it. Unless you've seen all 14 seasons. Whoa. Don't at me. all 14 seasons. Yes, that's his character name. Okay. Very nice. And his character is so sussy. I love him. He's so hot. Okay. Um, my options are Sarah Michelle Gellar, Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. Taffa. <laughs> Perfect. And Justin Timberlake with the caveat that he's not an anti-vaxxer in this fantasy. <laughs> We are pro-vaccination. Vaccinate your kids. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Career. Um, Number one, mopping up NBA player sweat. (laughs) 
Oh, I meant to put an NBA player as one of my spouses. I forgot. You missed your train. So I wanted the cutie on the Toronto team who was scoring all the. I was gonna say goals. I've never seen sports. (laughs) Let's keep moving. Okay. So mopping up NBA player sweat. Um, accountant, used car salesman, and sommelier. Nice. You're welcome for the most interesting choice. Thank you. I do appreciate that. (laughs) Okay. Um, I packed, oh, well, me and someone else, uh, a seamstress, because I've been watching a lot of Ugly Betty, and Christina's character seems fun, mm. uh, a musician, mm-hmm. an actor, uh, or a tow truck driver. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I wonder which one you didn't pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a mystery for all. <laughs> okay, I have, um, I didn't just I have a <laughs> marathon runner. Clown Cirque du Soleil. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I don't even know Writer and painter. <laughs> Interesting. Great. Right. Our next category is Soleil. your car and or mode of transit. All right. So we have Prius, Boat, Ford Focus, and Lexus something. Nice. Yeah. Any Is it say Lexus something? Or are you just... Any Lexus. Any I can, Lexus. The first Lexus I find on, on, on the car, on the, on the road, on I'm, the I'm driving. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. It's coming yeah. with me. What if it has like 200,000 miles? Oh, you it know, doesn't matter. Lexus. It's something. Yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> it's a car. He's decided. All right. All right. Uh, so I have, uh, for options, I have a tricycle, a motorcycle, an SUV, or a horse. Okay. A horse, though. Um, Fun fact, I'm real allergic to horses. <laughs> Could be challenging. Um, I have a Camry. Someone was nice to me and wrote in Bugatti. Thank you. Um, Hummer and Mercedes. You have high class taste. I, I can't nice lose. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I don't think you can. To whoever yeah. wrote in Bugatti for me. Um, all right. And the last one is number children. of children. All right, um, three, 26, one, and 69. Whoever <laughs> nice. wrote 69. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> it's funny every time. All right, <laughs> I have the options up. One, zero, 80, as an eight zero, <laughs> which is doable. Probably not. I guess you could, could just adopt. adopt a lot. Listen. I would like to adopt three orphanages, please. <laughs> and one from over there. Uh, or two. I liked that you wrote in zero, one, and two. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I'm not interested in a whole lot? I almost did that, and I went a little I crazy. was like zero and one, and I was like, what's the other choices? <laughs> guess it. two? <laughs> Someone should have wrote in a half. That would have been um, <laughs> No, that's disgusting. <laughs> I want a half a baby. Gross. Okay. A dog. You should have wrote a dog. (laughs) Oh, shit. We should have done that. Missed that. This is a progressive room. Um, (laughs) I have four, zero, 12, and two. Mm. All right. Nice round dozen. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do squirrels. Who's going first? (laughs) Should we keep going? I'll go in the order that goes first. Brandon, go first. So I just draw a squirrel. Just drawing a a squirrel. And someone will say stop. I don't even know why that's called. All right. Let's do it. All right. Ready? Wow, what a swirl. What a swirl. Uh, stop. All right, it's enough to count. Okay. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, okay. just like the example. Okay, look All at right, us. ready? All right. Okay. One, two, three, 
four. Stop. <laughs> we can't all do seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Hell yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, you have to say stop because you haven't said it yet. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> stop. <laughs> she ran out of paper, to be fair. <laughs> She's drawing on the table, going, what is happening, guys? <laughs> Three, you can stop now. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine as well. All right. No. All right. Okay. So should I like pause this while we count? Or no, I no, no. We're gonna speed race. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. We start with the top part, right? Start yeah. with mash. Ready? One. <laughs> so we keep going until we. Yeah. Just go. So like this was my ninth. Okay. One there. So I just. Three. And then just keep going through. Okay. Damn it, I lost zero children. There goes my 26 fucking kids. Me too. Are ours in the same place? Oops. <gasps> Derek is gone. <laughs> Shit. Damn it. <laughs> We're not loving how our lives are turning out. <laughs> to be clear. Oh, Ooh, I got one good one. No. <laughs> no, my God, my life is ending in front of my eyes. Seven. What have I this become? Is more what math is that I've done in the last year. <laughs> All right. Alrighty, I think I'm done. Oh, this is shaping up okay. Minus one. <laughs> Alright. I'm done. Same. Alrighty. <laughs> Everyone around the same time. Okay. okay. Brandon, please tell us how your life shall turn out. Alright. My wife is Hermione Granger. Oh. Nice. Love that. My career is an accountant. My, I can't even put this pen back in this cap. My <laughs> car is a Lexus something, so the first Lexus I find them. All right, bootlegging. a little bit of a gamble, but Love that. Um, and then I will have 69 children. And so. uh, what, what I, is your housing? My housing? <laughs> he has a mansion. I have a mansion. Well, hot deal. I feel like yeah. as writers, we shall come up with a short story after this based off yes. of our house. <laughs> Yeah. Her part what, what does oh this God, life yes. look like? <laughs> Anywho, I just think it's right. fun prompt. Yeah. Okay. So, excellent job, Brandon. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, I shall live in a mansion with yes. my hot wife, Kristen Bell. <laughs> nice. I feel like she'd be such Hell a good yeah. wife. That's um, great. I think she's proven that on Instagram. And uh, okay, Kristen Bell. Uh, I would be an actor and okay. uh, drive a motorcycle. And we would have 80 children together. <laughs> Did we all get the worst children? Yes. <laughs> Too many fucking kids. My worst one was 12. So Basically okay. what that means um, is we're just sponsoring a school. Yes. Not having that many Love kids. That. Awesome. So I am going to live in a mansion. 
<laughs> Marry Michael B. Jordan. Ooh. Oh, be a writer. Yeah. Look at you. Have a Mercedes. She definitely got the best option. Oh. And have twelve children. <laughs> that is the best. But like, thing if you I've were married, if you were married to Michael B. Jordan, come on. <laughs> like, Listen, the nanny's taking. You're care. gonna have twelve kids anyway. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm yeah. okay with that. It's totally fine. I would birth his children. Great job. Yeah. That's she got the rock star life. I think Look you at that. Oh. one. I yeah. did it. Yeah. 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 Thank you. You so won much. at the game of life. Thank you. You may this pass does, go and collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> I do feel like this is like exactly like the game of life. Like I don't I don't even know the difference. It's faster than playing the game of life, which and is long as that. shit. <laughs> no, I love life. The worst one is fucking Monopoly. It just never fucking ends. Yeah, my favorite. Oh, that game sucks. It's my so favorite cool. is the Titus quote in Kimmy Schmidt when they have like the blackout and she's like, We're gonna play Monopoly. And Titus is like, I'm not playing no game where like this exclusive goal is to pay rent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck no. And I was oh like, Titus, I hear you. It's, you play yeah. that keyboard so with true. bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So that was our episode. Thank you, Brandon Richard. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. being here. Thank you um, Brandon. Uh, we usually sign off with this. How can the people find you? So I am on Instagram at Brandon Chain Zero. And you can find me on Twitter at ConCoolNewt. Don't ask me. I'm trying to change it. Don't know how. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, hard. It's hard to change your Twitter but handle. for now, yeah. it is that. And you can find me on both. And yeah. Newt from Monty Python? Uh, hell yeah. Sure. Yeah. We're going to go <laughs> <Yeah>. with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Nice. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, follow Brandon. He's cool as shit. Uh, we had a great Fuck convo. Yes. Uh, if you are listening to this, you should like and subscribe wherever you're listening because that helps us. Um, leave reviews. We want to know what you think. Yeah. Happy to incorporate, you know, new things or yeah. reach out to people in areas you want to hear about. So let us know. Uh, and you can cool. find us on uh, <laughs> uh, Spotlight. <laughs> I don't know. At what's the point pod on Instagram and at what's the point PC on Twitter and on Facebook if you're into that. Just what's the point on yeah. Facebook? <laughs> what's the point podcast? Yeah. If if you search that and you don't find us, that seems like a problem. But um, if that's how you want us now, yeah, uh, you know, reach out to us. Uh, you can DM us on Insta. I check that regularly. Um, don't be dirty. We got some weird ones. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're just gonna delete those. Uh, it's cool. It's quite, you know, if you have real questions, we're going to read them. Um, but thank you so much for listening. You can find me at Tefa Trending on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Amanda Krebs, K-R-E-B-S. Literally, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Um, we love it. I don't know. I honestly, I feel like I will say what I love so much is when um, people text me. Like mostly, I will say it's my friends, but I've had so many like friends of friends reach out, be like, "I love Aww. your podcast. I can't believe you're doing a podcast." Yeah. Or like, find That's me so on different sweet. social media and like message me and be like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" Or I loved this game, and I'm like, "What? You're listening to this? I, I, you know, met you at this Christmas party two years ago or whatever." But thank you so much, and That's um, so sweet. We yeah. love you guys, and we love hearing that. And whenever you tell us you love things, I text Amanda immediately and tell her she does because um, it's super exciting. Yeah. So. Thank Thank you, and and we want to help you guys find stuff, and you know, and find stuff. Okay, <sighs> on that note, <laughs> what a day! Wow. All right, see you next time. Bye.